What does social media mean to you? Does the thought of it make you feel lost and anxious? Or do you get excited whenever a new social media platform pops up? Whether we like it or not, it's become a part of society now and has made the world feel a whole lot smaller. And it looks like it's here to stay. But as content creators, how do you maintain a healthy balance of social media and personal lifestyle? And do you fear that your life is forever intertwined with it? What happens if it suddenly goes away? In today's episode, we will be having a simple conversation on how social media has shaped our careers, how we maintain a healthy relationship with it, and why we think it's important to have more than one way to connect with your audience. So grab your favorite drink, your favorite blankie, and let's chat. Hi, this is Chelsea. This is Michael, and we are Coffee with Creators. Come sit with us and let's talk about content creation and all things creative. So welcome to our scrappy little podcast. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well, Chelsea. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I it, Once again, it's been one of those weeks for Chelsea. I've had a kid who's been vomiting and other things out the lower half. So I'm glad More it's Friday. More poop stories, I see. All the poop stories. Yes, I always have one. Um, so I'm glad it's Friday. My husband is off today. Um, so thankful for that. he keeps everything under control he's keeping it under control yes so he's basically moved the chaos from your office to a different space he has he's downstairs and i walk down to take my lunch bowl and like when i fix when i fix my lunch like the living room looked completely normal when i went back to take my bowl it's like a tornado had had torn through there. I'm like, what happened? It was like five minutes for me to eat my lunch. <laughs> so I don't know if Children. he's actually keeping it together or not. <laughs> you don't know who's actually making a mess. Is it your are it your kids or was it James? You know, it's James. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's probably James then. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slob. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's actually one of the reasons why we, were, we weren't able to record last Wednesday. Yeah. So today's Friday. We're a little bit late, but at least we're still getting in the uh, the weekly episodes. And just because Chelsea Chelsea has been um juggling a lot of things lately, so I'm glad it's been something every week for the past three weeks. Like I, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I wrote, but it's literally like when I think things are back to normal, like someone starts vomiting at four a.m. and you're like, well, no, why? It's just like part of being like, a parent, I think. That's like your signal, right? Like everything's normal, and then vomit. Everything's normal and then poop. Poop. Like, <laughs> and it's so bad. A little bad. bit extreme. It's so bad when a seven year old has diarrhea. Like, oh, it's no. just absolutely awful. Like, I'm sure you guys love hearing that, but it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it's, it's wonderful to be a parent. I'm just trying to balance it out, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's balance it out. People it's who, wonderful to be a parent. People who don't have kids are like, oh my God, Chelsea has such a, tor- a terrible time. Like, I'm never having children. No, like, it, there is a, a balance. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. It's it's actually it's actually part of the, uh, in a weird way, it's like part of the the appeal. Yeah. It's almost like going to a bar and telling them how bad your day was, and it's just you make an, <laughs> it becomes entertainment for people. Right. right? It so that's, is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. You learn to laugh at things when you're a parent. You learn to laugh at like Absolutely. these silly, you know, things. Yeah. It's a it. Before, when we were when we were single, didn't have kids, we would get so mad with at you know the very, like the slightest like inconvenience. So true. Now it's you, just like you gain yeah. so many patients. Like on on Wednesday, I was literally cleaning poop off the wall. Don't ask me how it happened. <laughs> but I I was even thinking then I was like 
you know, if this had happened like in my twenties, I would be losing my absolute mind right now. But yeah. like, my daughter was in the bathroom. She was eating a sucker while I was cleaning the poop off the wall and my hair was down and it like touched her sucker. She's like, oh, you got hair on my sucker. I'm like, honey, I'm trying to clean poop off the wall. Like get out. <laughs> <laughs> also, if it did happen in your twenties, Chelsea, I would probably be asking if you're okay because by I, I'm assuming you didn't have kids. <laughs> I didn't. It would have been me that it would have been my yeah. poop I was cleaning off the wall. Are you okay, Chelsea? <laughs> Your poop on the wall. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> Sorry and good morning to everyone. Good morning. Um, yeah. So today, actually, we're talking. We're talking about. Uh, it's going to be more for like a little conversation type of episode, which is it's just great because I think. This is what Chelsea and I love the most about this podcast. And, you know, we try to bring some sort of value every week. Um, but why not bring in just like a conversation, like something to talk about? And then maybe it's relevant to you. I think it's relevant to us, obviously, because we are in the content creator space. And so the topic today is basically how we feel about social media. And it's continuing, like, and, and it's just expanding Um like it's just growing, right? Like social media in general, how we feel about it, how we started. That's I think a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool topic, and where we see it going, and how we've adapted as people to it. For sure, and it seems like every day a new platform is popping up. Like I remember the days before TikTok, you know, and then yeah. all of a sudden, like one day you hear about this new platform TikTok, and then the next thing you know, it's like all of our content creator friends are like, you need to get on TikTok, like jump on the TikTok bandwagon. Um, so yeah, I, I think. Absolutely. The way it's, it's, it's grown is, is like, it really blows my mind. Cause I remember when Facebook started or when MySpace started and it was like, MySpace. it was like, you know, my parents would tell me like, oh, you need to stay off that devil box, you know, like don't go near, <laughs> near social media. And now like, I'm like, hey, parents, I'm making my money from social media. Like, it's my job, you know? Not only that, now they're the loudest. Our parents are like the loudest on social media. I'm like, mom, leave me alone. My mother is on Facebook and Instagram, actually. And Oh, is she? Constantly, yeah, she sends me reels, like something she's found funny. <laughs> and it absolutely cracks me up. And she's so That's cute. pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. My, my dad, mom just keeps... My dad, no. Okay, my mom just keeps sending me instructions. Like I one one of the uh, the memories that popped up on my Facebook was like me talking about this car that I love, and then in the comments like other people were commenting, and then my mom goes, "Oh, don't forget to contact blah 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 blah." It's like completely random. Oh, she's oh my, so cute. Thanks, mom. But yeah, so uh, I remember. So MySpace was was MySpace your first um, social media platform? It was yes. MySpace. I had Friendster. Ooh. Ooh, you're really know. showing your age there, pal. Yeah, I you know. <laughs> this was during the infancy stage of the internet. No, it's Friendster was like uh, super early. Like, I would even say, no, no, it was like early 2000s for sure. Like okay. 2000, yeah. 2001 maybe. And okay. this was, I think they're more popular. They were more popular in Asia for sure. Okay. We didn't really have MySpace. Uh, yeah. Then when I moved here, I'm like MySpace, what is this? When I when I go to other people's pages, all I see are like moving backgrounds and music it playing, was like blasting. Wild. It was so wild. <laughs> like we had to deck our MySpace pages out. Like you had to have your song on there and like your catchy like title, whatever it was. I I remember my username was I stare at walls. That tells you a lot about my teenage years. 
<laughs> that was my name. And then I had a picture of me like just staring like out into space. I'm like, why didn't I take a picture of me staring at a wall? But whatever, right. you know. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to look at our kids one day and they're going to be the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. why are you trying to look cool? <laughs> oh, yeah. I tried to be yeah. so cool on there. Friendster was interesting because it it wasn't it didn't force you. I don't remember it you had if you had to, but I remember the whole point of it was that for if you added a friend, you were supposed to leave a testimonial. And this testimonial was basically on your friend your friend's wall. So if I open up say Chelsea and I'll see on your wall all the testimonials that are on there like Chelsea's my favorite friend, blah 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 and it was like that. So it was like an ego thing, right? Okay. Like you people would reach out to other people and like write a testimonial on my wall. Let's be friends. And it's it's just a funny thing. But it was great to connect with, you know, friends from, you know, your when we were younger. Mm -hmm. And especially when I moved here because it's like I, you know, I, I haven't seen them in a couple of years and it was just nice to read such messages. And but it was like open to the public. Everyone can read it. So that kind of just went away. I don't know what happened to them. Like it blew up. Like it was very, very big. And then I think MySpace, what happened to MySpace was everyone started, like all the bands, right, started to to move over there and yeah. started promoting their own music. And it kind of became just so spammy. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It kind of just became like a walk or like a known spam thing. So everyone... I remember like my group of friends and myself, like we all just shift, shifted from MySpace to Facebook in like 2006 or 2007. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And then Facebook was the next thing. And then Facebook is definitely, it definitely started off as more of like, a, I think friends from school. Is that correct? Well, yeah, like friends. At first I just okay. had friends. And then it wasn't until probably like 2010, 2011, maybe even later when like my family started to get on there. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I remember people, people even saying, I don't need Facebook because I have real relationships. And then now all my family is. Everybody is on Facebook. <laughs> it's cool though, because, because like I see how people were resisted it. I mean, I resisted it because I didn't think I needed it. I resisted it too. I was like, oh, yeah. what is Facebook? Knowing my ass had an account, you know? <laughs> 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 I'm too cool for space from Facebook. Cool. Yeah. Too cool. <laughs> exactly. But um every every basically every single one of my family's there now. And it's nice to be able to message them. I've um I saw some of my old, old like high school friends, which is really cool. And it's a nice way to get a glimpse of it's like a um a way to catch up mm -hmm. in a very, very fast way. But here comes the problem though, right? So these are like the advantages, like you, you get to, to connect, reconnect with friends and family and kind of catch up, see what they're doing, see how their kids look like. Then we also get the abusers, right? Like the people who, um, well, then maybe not abusers, but the problem was this is when it started along, along with Instagram, where people would just use it as a highlight reel. I mean, people have used social media as their highlight reel, but then we never really expected such effects, uh, like like um, anxiety, you know, right. fear of missing out, um, feeling bad for yourself because look at them, they're at the beach. Yeah. I'm here can, at home. It can consume your whole life because you yeah. start to feel down on yourself because you're not living this so-called life that these other people are on Instagram. But in reality, 
those pictures that they're posting on Instagram that look so nice and fancy, that's just a snippet of their life. That could have been like one week. You know, yeah. it's not like they're doing this all the time. And if they are, they're probably someone like famous or they're getting well. And to do let's it. let's all be honest. Like when we're out out on a trip, we are just like constantly looking for that one second where we can look our best yeah and wait for the crowd to move away right <laughs> and then snap that photo you're in photoshop yeah. you're removing everybody out i can't tell you <laughs> right. how many times i did that when i took landscape photography for or in hawaii <laughs> it's like constantly removing people from the background right but the point is it's um it's it's not the whole life it's not what's really going on it's just what they want you to see exactly and, but people started to feel really like I felt this, like I felt kind of bad about myself. Like, man, look at this guy. Like he's he's really moving. He's really changing things, and he's just like moving up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look at me. And you start to really um, use it as a mirror, which you shouldn't, right? You're comparing someone else to your life, and you guys have very very different um, life experience, background, and situations, and all that stuff. Yeah. So. That's one of the things that I think happened that we never really expected, you know, in, with social media. Um, I was reminded about this when I was listening to a podcast, actually, and they were talking about their kids being on social media. These, um, the, the hosts of the podcast have um, older kids. Mm -hmm. So they were saying that they had to really watch what their kids were doing and monitor them and basically make sure that you know, what they're, what they're absorbing from social media was, you know, the good kind because mm -hmm. they got into like the whole misinformation thing and this whole thing about, you know, how polarizing people are right now on Facebook, especially on Facebook. Yeah. And the term fake news is so widely like thrown out there that it's not even, it doesn't have to be political. It's just that if you don't agree with someone, you call them, you just say fake news or they're lying or whatever. It's just mudslinging at this point. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, my God, like at least when we started on fate, on social media, it wasn't this bad. No. Right. So I think, yeah, I think social media still has to, we still have to learn maybe as a society to be more courteous. Absolutely. Online. And what yeah. I truly think is social media also has given people a platform to use their voice in a wrong way is such as like cyberbullying and things like that. And where someone wouldn't usually say that means or say mean stuff to someone's face, they're saying it sitting behind a computer screen, mm -hmm. you know, and whether we want to say it affects our lives or not, like it most of the time does. It so does. because I, I think that's what people need to be like so vigilant about, like to teach your children, especially like, if you're going to be on social media, do not be a bully. You know, you need to be kind mm -hmm. to that person, even if you don't know them, like still be kind. Yeah. Um, there needs to be some sort of like, like a sense of realism. And that's, I think that's a problem when people are online and behind screens, mm -hmm. you, you can be someone else, right? Like, wasn't, isn't it true that the hardest thing to do online is to be yourself? Yeah. Cause you're always putting your best foot forward and even if like you're you're trying to be a person that you're normally not um, in real life, and I think that's one of the the issues that I'm afraid of. Because like think about this: when we were kids, all the social interaction, at least I I had, were at school, and I was only at school at you know five days a week. During the weekends, I, no one really knew what I was doing. No one really cared. Absolutely, I was just too busy, just yeah. you know, being myself. 
And, but yet we still get like that social anxiety when we go, get to school and we get worried or I get worried what other people might think. Now imagine that this new generation, this new generation of kids who are growing up with social media, it's 24 seven yeah. that they have to worry about what, what other people think. So there has to be a way to teach children, not necessarily, maybe obviously to teach them to be kind, teach them to be um, courteous, teach them to be respectful, and also teach them to be, to not really take it uh, so personally, you know what I mean? Or be careful with what they consume, I guess, I think. And that, that just scares me. Just oh, terrifies me, too. to be honest. It really does. Right? I mean, my kids and I know Michael's kids as well, they're not old enough for social media. And so it's not necessarily something we have to worry about right now. But I mean, it's definitely a worry that we will have in the near future. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, it mm -hmm. will blink our eyes and our kids will be on social media. And, you know, there's like that fine line, like, are you that parent that bans them from social media? Because I had those friends in, you know, in high school when Facebook was big and MySpace, like my best friend, his mom wouldn't let him on MySpace, but she let him have a Facebook account. So, oh. and then, but see, he had, like, I don't think he'll ever listen to this, so I'm just going to go and say it. He had, like, <laughs> a, a MySpace account that he hid from his mother. And so I've always thought, like, I don't want to be that parent, you know, because if you, mm -hmm. if you keep something from their lives, like, they're going to do it behind your back, and it could potentially be even more dangerous, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. It's such I know. a fine line with parenting. Like it's like the best thing and it's, it's like the worst thing ever. It's scary. It's scary. Like I remember who was it? I think it was Spencer Ryan who said, You guys should be on TikTok. And I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna check out TikTok. So I just down downloaded TikTok. And I was like scrolling. I'm like, how does this thing work? And I didn't know, I think I told you guys this story. I didn't know that it suggests like content that he thinks you would like. Yeah. But, but since it was the first time like that I opened the app, it basically just shows everything that's most pop, the most popular ones until I like one. Yeah. And then it'll start changing the content, right? Just like most other social media platforms. But during that time, like TikTok was so huge, like all the kids were using it. And so all I see are like a bunch of like 14 year olds dancing. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't, I feel like such a creep <laughs> using this app. It happens to me too. Because like you said, it's just the the things that are trending at that point or the things that are yeah. on your, for your page or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Happened to me. I was like, what are all these children doing? Why am I having to watch them dance? Like, I feel like a creep. You know? <laughs> right. And then you finally, the algorithm finally like adjusts to the things that you enjoy. Yeah. But I, yeah, TikTok, I'm too old for TikTok. I feel I, like I, I still am. have, <laughs> I still have to, to figure it out because ever since then I just felt so weird. I'm like, I'm probably gonna give this a break for now and just figure it out later. So I have to I have to revisit it and see if um my my feed is still full of I don't want to say it, but <laughs> just because I don't want it to be taken out of context. I don't want my feed to be full of children. <laughs> it's so weird. somebody's gonna soundbite that and it's gonna say I, I want my feed full of children. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Please do not take that out of context, don't, people. Don't bite that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, one of the things that I didn't expect that could actually happen was experiencing burnout. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Yeah. A lot. Like I constant, I feel like I'm constantly going through a burnout with social media. Um, 
but yeah, when I started, it's definitely not something that I thought I'm like, well, social media is just fun. Like it's not going to be like I'm working. It's just gonna be like fun all the time. But then as with anything, when you're doing something constantly, it becomes work and you kind of are like, mm, I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like all, all fun and games until you lose an eye or <laughs> loses their mind. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I experienced burnout just last December. Mm hmm. It lasted a lot longer than I thought. Right. Like it was like more than a month. Like I did not want to look at social media. Yeah. And I didn't want to do anything. And it's hard because like Chelsea and I work in this space. And so this is also part of the beauty of it, right? Like you can make money on social media. You can have a huge influence on people and that can translate to money. Mm -hmm. So those are one of the wonderful benefits of it. But the problem is like, if you're not if you're not being careful, it's burnout is just a real thing. It can get away so from you too. It's like you're doing fine, you're floating along, and then all of a sudden it's like boom, it smacks you in the face, and you're like, oh my God, I've been burnt out for like three months and I didn't even notice it. Yeah. It it really throws a monkey wrench on on everything that you do, especially for like for us. Like I try to plan my content. Okay, next month, this and next month. And it's like a general idea. Mm -hmm. And so when you plan things, especially if you're working with with companies or brands, you have to, like for me, for example, I have to send in my requests. Like, okay, I'm planning to do this. Would you like to be a part of it? Or if they reach out and they said, we have a campaign that's happening here at this, at this time. And then if you're burnt out, like you literally just do not want to do anything. Like I've had to say no, only because I just didn't feel like it. And it sucks, you know what I mean? That was me and in like sucks. November, December. I was saying no to everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we were like doing our creative meetings and then I got to a point, I was like, Michael, I'm not working on anything because I've said no to everything because I'm just not feeling <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I felt that too, Chelsea. Like I felt it when you were when you were saying that, like burnout is so bad that you can read it in someone's voice, their their facial expression, their body language. And it's like, it's like depression kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? For so sure. that's a great way to describe it because it really is like yeah. depression. Like when you describe depression, it's, you lose interest in the things that you usually love doing and burnout mm -hmm. on social media is the exact same thing. Like you're, you've lost interest in doing something that you usually enjoy doing. Like I love being on social media. I love creating content for companies and for myself. But when you hit that wall, it's just like, I don't even want to look at my office most of the time when I'm going through like a rut. I'm like, I hate my office. It's so ugly. <laughs> and then I take time <laughs> off and I come back in my office. I'm like, you're so beautiful. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's such a weird thing. And also it affects just everything, your perception of everything, like even the comments that you get. Sometimes I remember during the good days, like on good days, I, I could not care what people think or say, like whatever they say um, in the comments. You know how people say, um, stay away from the comments, never read the comments. I'm the opposite. I'm like, let's read the comments. Let's see how much people hate me. You know, and I and I do that, and like I feel completely fine. Like I feel like I I actually enjoy doing that. Like I, I I get a laugh out of it, and sometimes they're very insightful, even though they're hurt. They hurt sometimes. They're like, oh, you know what? That's actually really right. But during the burnout period, it's like I could not read a single thing. Not even like good things. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want people to say anything, even if they said something as simple as like, why did you change this and that? I feel so defensive. I'm like. 
well, what do you care? No, I'm just kidding. I don't say that. That's so me. Yes. (laughs) You just become so defensive and it's like, you feel like you're being attacked. Mm -hmm. So burnout is a real thing. So that's one of the things that um, I've learned over the last two years to watch out for, to really listen to your body and really listen to yourself. It's so important. It's so important. Even though it's something that you you wouldn't think is important. You're like, oh, I can just take a break and like come back. Well, uh, sometimes it's deeper than that, you know? Yeah. And like you were saying, Michael, with the comments, like while I was going through my my burnout or my rut, somebody wrote on my desk setup video on YouTube, they said, worst video ever. And I was like, <laughs> well, they still effing watched it. You know, like stuck on so defensive. I was like yelling at my husband. He's like, Okay, I mean, I didn't write that comment, so. <laughs> like, are you okay? I'm just venting to you. And then somebody else wrote, like, why did you make such a damn mess in the video? In, in the beginning of the video, like when I'm doing the coffee monologue or uh-huh. montage. And I'm like, it was just part of it. Like, it looked cool spilling the beans. Like, get over it, dude. You know, like like you were saying, like, you just get so defensive and you, you get do. so defensive. You, yeah. do. you take things so personally and you're like, wait a minute, this can be like a six-year-old. I know. You know what I mean? Just like writing whatever that they can write. Yeah. And I'm like, so upset. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really a thing. And, but it's it's so weird to like, if you're past that burnout or if, you're, if you haven't experienced it yet, like the highs of social media can be so high mm-hmm. and it's just because you make new friends, like you need to meet new people. I've, I've made so many good friends in the last two years. It's, and I'm not just talking about um, like, oh, I know this person, like genuine friends. Like I consider you as one of my genuine friends and sure. a couple more other people. And we've never met in real life. Exactly. Right? We run a whole business together and we've never met in real <laughs> yeah. life, which is- I still don't know if Chelsea's a real person. He still doesn't know. I could be fake. <laughs> He's met my entire family on um, whatever FaceTime, but he still doesn't know if I'm real. Right, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's definitely (laughs) one of the things that I really value about social media. And I've accomplished so many things in these last couple of years that never would have happened to me without it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've started a whole new career through social media, like this podcast and then my own personal brand. I've met Michael and I've met so many great people, like so many. And I, I am forever grateful for social media because of that. So there's not all bad things in social media. No, you should hear me when I talk to my wife about my, it's funny because she'll laugh at this. She'll like, She'll like use air quotes and be like, oh, your friends. Cause I'm like, oh, my friend, like this. And she's like, oh, my, your friends, like your friends online. I'm I can't like, wait to meet Lynn. I can't wait. In like, she's such in a real jerk. Life. <laughs> I've met her yeah, like, see, on Zoom, but I can't wait to meet her in okay. real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like that. She's like, oh, your friends. Like, sorry, look at me. I have a desk. Look at all my friends. Like, she makes fun of me like that. Yeah. She's so, your biggest critic and I love it. She is <laughs> just such a jerk. But um, it's like a, when I talk to you, to her about you guys, like I refer to you guys as if, like I talk to you guys as if you were my family. Mm-hmm. You know Same. what I mean? Like, like I get upset if someone is going through something really hard or difficult, and I get I'm concerned. Like when whenever when I heard that you or I I found out that you were going through like this burnout, and I'm like, you know, gee, I wonder how Chelsea's doing because it's like social media has brought us like it's connected people so well over the years that. It feels like a real connection because it is a real connection. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. It is a real connection. And so it, there's the highs are high and the lows can be really, really 
really, really um, depressing. But um, we try to stay on that, like, even, I guess, like the middle as much as possible. Because sometimes when you're way too high as well, like your expectations, like this is when you'll start to hear um, stories about like this, I, I hate the word influencer, but like I'm using air quotes, the influencer who went into a restaurant and she's like, oh, um, and I think she wrote a review on this restaurant's Yelp um, page. And she's like, the food was good, but I was really disappointed that the manager didn't um, give me a free meal or something like that. Oh, even honey. Even after... Yeah, even after I, I told them that I have 11,000 followers and I would give them a good review, blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> like, it can be like that. Like, the highs are so high that they think they're a celebrity. I'm like, relax. Well, I mean... <laughs> relax, you're not. <laughs> you're not a celebrity. But things yeah. don't translate in real life like they do on social media. Like, exactly. You can get free stuff, like, from companies, but you can't just waltz into a restaurant and expect to get a free meal. Actually, here's a good point. I don't know, Since maybe you made, you can. no, actually, <laughs> we should test that out. We Chelsea. should try. It. Report back. Okay. <laughs> no, this is actually a good point. Since you brought it up, um, I constantly get um, comments on my co my content saying, "Well, I will have a nice office too if I get stuff for free." Oh God! And I, I hate said, that. "Yeah." So I'm like, so they just have a very different way of looking at things, right? And I said, "Well, if a lot of." Um, if there was a lot of back and forth between me and the company and a lot of work was exchanged for this product, product, would you still consider that free? Because I definitely did a lot of work. Right. I worked a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of planning. There's a lot of like um, video. Listen, when I'm making videos, this is a one-man production team. It's and not easy. It is I, a production. It's you guys. a production. We're yeah. writing scripts. We're doing jobs of a cinematographer, gaffers, like we're the cleanup crew. We're everything. Audio. We're everything. audio, visual, everything. Like it's. And then you're you know, you're the editor. You're the you're the media social media planner. You, you everything everything and we, from and we SEO. have lives and we have and we have children <laughs> children and husbands God's and sakes. wives like. <laughs> Give us a second, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I, you know, it's it's that right. Like, mm -hmm. so I did I did all of that. I do all of that. I do all of that, and then I also plan my campaign. I also plan out my calendar. Like I do all my agreements, contracts, and all that stuff. So now the question is, after doing all that, and they send me a desk. Let's just say, yeah. Let's say the desk is a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. It's not enough. I think that's well. I think I'm not even getting paid enough for it's a, a two thousand dollar desk. It's no, not. it's not. So that's why it it will surprise people that um, in their perception, um, people are you getting things for free. No, it's always an exchange, right? So when a company wants to work with you, it's not because you're cool. I've said this before. I'm sorry to break it to you, Mister or Miss Influencer. But they're not, they don't want to work with you because they think you're cool. They don't they want to work two with you. shits of your popularity scale. They do okay. not. Yeah. What they do care about is your audience. Yeah. So that is what they're after. They're, you are the gatekeeper of that audience, basically. Yeah. So the reason why they want to work with you is they couldn't, yeah, they could care less with what you think. What they want is, well, they do care what, what you think because they hope that if you like it, then your audience will like it as well. Yeah. But no, you're you're a lot less cooler than you think. Unfortunately. unfortunately, the worst thing that the hardest thing I've ever had to do, Chelsea, was try to be cool. 
Right. And so I'm like, <laughs> I've accepted that I'm just not cool. I'm not I'm just... cool either. I think that's why we get along so well. Cause we <laughs> yeah. are just, we know that for a fact that we're not yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. We're not cool. But you know, Michael, all of those things that we talked about, um, what if all of that just goes away one day you wake up and it's just gone. Yeah. That's the scary part. Isn't so that scary? It's, it's like very scary. A legitimate it was, fear. It is a legitimate fear because there's so many things that, that as, us as content creators that we, a lot of things depend on this, right? Our livelihood basically yeah. depend on this. This is how I make my income is through yeah. my social media accounts, YouTube and mm -hmm. Instagram. It, absolutely. And so this was brought up to us, like it, it was like a rude awakening for, for a lot of us just recently because two of our friends just experienced their social media accounts. There's Instagram in particular um, deactivated by it was not of their fault, of their own doing. Basically, it they didn't do anything. They were basically hacked. And so I didn't know this thing could happen. I knew that when, when I first started my Instagram, I knew that there was a possibility for whatever reason that I could get banned or deactivated because of a simple mistake. But this one, someone was intentionally trying to deactivate their accounts. And over the like the last week, I've been seeing so many stories of like, of people with 100,000 followers all of a sudden, they're gone. Oh my God. And you can imagine the chaos. And unfortunately, one of our friends, um, two of them actually experienced the same thing. And one of them just recently like shared his experience on his YouTube channel and also on Instagram. And he was just saying that it sucks because now he has to readjust. And you know, this goes back to like the behind the scenes that people don't really see. Now he has to contact all of this, uh, his collaborations, he's his partners basically and say, you know what? I'm gonna have to send your money back, the down payment back or your product wild? because it's crazy. Oh my God. You're literally, it's like me trying to get someone fired just because, because I think it's funny. It's not funny. It's terrible. It is not funny. So it's scary because it, I'm afraid. Okay, let's, I'll be honest. I'm afraid to lose my social media, but if I'm right. also being completely honest, if I lose it, I have no problems building it back up. That's only true. because yeah only because i know that my social media isn't wasn't um it didn't grow because because i was popular or because or because like i have it, or it was like a fluke or i got lucky it grew because i followed the process and i connected with my audience and i was just being me and so even if you take away my my social media right now please don't do that if you are a hacker please but even if that. you take i will cry even if you Chelsea will yeah, cry if, <laughs> Even if you take that away, I have no problems building it back up. It's going to be very inconvenient, but that, I have no yeah, problems. That was my yeah. first thought. Like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. It's like losing your driver's license. Like, do I really it's, need another it's one? <laughs> you've got to go to the DMV and you've got to fill out why you don't have your driver's license or some crap. Why as an adult, you keep losing it. But no, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's very inconvenient and it's very disruptive. Right. So, but thankfully... Luckily, our friend managed to get it back. And so, yeah, I think uh, he gave us like a really good, really good information on how it's done. I think uh, what this person does is he uses like this hacker, he uses like a, um, a bot or something like that, but basically uses multiple accounts to flag our friend's account, like randomly and consistently. And so Instagram, because it's automated, it'll start to think that, oh, too many people are complaining about this account. Maybe he is point uh, posting something that's offensive or against the rules. And so they ban him. 
And so now he has to submit a review, submit his credentials, make sure that it's actually really him and prove that it was a mistake. So it's very disruptive. So please don't do that. It's inconvenient. You know, I'm sure that wasn't an easy thing to manufacture. So if no. this person is that smart to be able to come up with something like that, why isn't he using his smarts for good? Like, why could would be he, making money? Why would they want to waste their time, like mentally and physically? Like, why would they want to do that to hurt someone else? It is beyond my little pea-sized brain, but because those type of people are not winners, they are not winners. And I'm not saying that to sound cliche, but that's how I that's how I look at people, right? Like. People who who throw trash everywhere, who don't care about putting putting um, trash in the bin or whatever, they're not winners because if they don't even um, think that that's a big thing, you know what I mean? How can they be responsible for bigger things if the little things they can't even they can't even manage? So people who who like to disrupt other people's lives, it's only because that it makes them feel better about themselves, which is right. Sad. So. They don't work on themselves. Instead of working on themselves, they work on trying to destroy other people. And most likely, they're probably just kids. That's how I think. But yeah. it's it's unfortunate, though, that that is the world. And that's, what, again, going back to like this whole social media thing, it should be common courtesy. It should be as if you meet someone walking out in the street, how you, know, how you treat them should be the same way when you treat someone on the social media, yeah. right? It's the new, uh, so it's a, it's a social currency, at this point, like we need it, we kind of need it. So um, that's how businesses are made or done. Um, and that's how you make new relationships. But yeah, I'm just glad that um, our friend got it back. Really, really happy about that. But this also prompted us to really wonder, is it crucial for us to be, or I think this is why it's important for us to be in other social media platforms. Absolutely. What do you think, Chelsea? So in the beginning, were you just like, I'm just gonna, stick with one thing like here on Instagram? Um, well, I initially started um, when it came to like building my brand and, you know, like getting into like content creation, I actually started with YouTube. Um, oh. And when I didn't progress in YouTube is when I went to Instagram. So when I was on Instagram and kind of building my, my brand and my name for myself, I knew I was eventually going to go back to YouTube. But yes, I do feel it's very important to have more than one. Like now I'm all over the place. I'm on TikTok. I am on Instagram, um, YouTube, Facebook, unfortunately, just because I've been there. You're also on Twitter. I, I am think on you forgot that. I'm on the Twitter, which I always forget <laughs> I'm on the Twitter. But yes, I am. Yeah. I think it's really important to be on more than one platform because as we just found out with our friend, he had his Instagram shut down, so he had no other way of contacting us. And yeah. so what he did was, you know, he went on YouTube to kind of tell his followers, because he has a pretty large following, mm -hmm. kind of let them know what happened, because otherwise, how would he have been able to contact them? Yeah, and he also went on Twitter, and also that's how he got some information. Yeah. That's how he was able to get some information on how to possibly get it back. Yeah. So it's a it's a useful tool, social media. Like as much as we kind of don't want to admit it, like it's not just for fun and games. It's actually really useful. So oh, yeah, it's, it's really yeah. smart um, technology. And when you think about what goes behind like having these platforms on the internet, it's not, you know, we're not seeing the back end of all the work that it takes to have to keep these things running and 
yeah. to keep their algorithms, you know, fresh. We're always complaining. I know. We're always complaining about how Instagram Always bitching about the algorithm and how it's always changing, but it's not that. I mean, they're not doing that just to like mess with influencers or content creators. Yeah. Like there's a reason they change their algorithm to keep things current, yeah. you know, but yeah, yeah Absolutely. So definitely they have important. to keep, it's, it's constantly evolving, but yeah, I think it's important for people to consider, especially if you are a content creator for you to be on other social media platforms, just in case, um, this is one of the reasons why building an email list is also good, which I need to start back up again. I, I did that like a while back and I actually amassed like a, a good number of people. Oh, that's good. And for my only reason was just that when, you know, when uh, things just don't go well and I pretend like I lose my social media, at least I still have a way to contact my my audience, right? Yeah. And just send them an email and say, okay, everything's down, um, but I'm alive and it's just good. <laughs> but here's the beauty about that, Chelsea. Uh, I, I don't know if I shared this with you before. See, no matter how many social media platforms we we have, there is still a possibility of us losing all of that, right? Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, Facebook, and also the fact that Facebook owns Instagram. So anything that happens to Facebook will happen to Instagram, right? So the problem is it doesn't care if you're you have a million people that follow you. It doesn't care if you have all that contact. It's almost like if you lose all your contact information on your on your iPhone, Apple doesn't really care. It's you know what I mean? So that's how it is with social media because ultimately they still own the platform, they still own all your contacts and you're just using it as a vehicle. That's why if you can Try to come up of a way to have an email list and build it up. I'm going to start that again. And mainly just so I can keep in touch with my audience. Because the email list that you have, that you build, that's yours. No one can take that away from you. So if anything should happen, hopefully not, at least you have that email list to send to people and say, hey, you know, this is just a little friendly announcement that something happened to my account. But since I'm still working on it, I you can get some, I can still send you content through here in the meantime, right? Yeah, so. and email marketing is like a giant conglomerate of, you know, another like side hustle, I guess, for content creators to to earn an income through. And email marketing was actually probably one of the first ones before there was social media. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mm-hmm. um I did a little bit of it when I was blogging, but not really. Like it wasn't really my my vibe. I think we need to revisit that, Chelsea. I mean, I'm Seriously. sure we do. I'm sure we do. Yeah. yeah. I think we need to do that. On our next meeting, we'll talk about that. Okay. And then we'll sit on it and we'll be like, I don't yeah. want to work on it anymore. Just like Pinterest, you know? We were like, we need to, <laughs> we need to capitalize on Pinterest. And like, we were so excited. We've not done anything. Two, two weeks later. Would you do anything? Nah. Nope. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. I didn't. I'm Nothing. okay. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well... I think um, I think before we end this topic, we want to talk about like our ways or different ways of trying to maintain a healthy relationship with social media. So it's, Chelsea it's and I discussed, and the, it's very important. The yeah. big scheme of things, like that's probably the most important thing, is to have a healthy relationship with social media. I would think. Yeah. So what are your what are your rules, Chelsea? What do you do? My rules. We kind of touched on it in the beginning. I don't touch social media on the weekends. I try to really be present with my family and my children, even though it's hard. I mean, it's really hard to not pick up that phone and like be on social media. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my excuse was always like, well, it's my job. I have to stay current. You do, 
but you don't. Like you need to give yourself like a break from it because if not, you're going to get burnt out. And another thing is I really just try not to let it bother me. (laughs) like as far as comments and things and if I'm not posting regularly I really just try not to I try not to worry about the numbers too which is another really important thing for me because if I obsess over my follower count or my likes like it really bothers me so I try I try to not worry about that and focus on the positive things that are happening so yeah that's really my only rules (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. no that's uh that's a those are good rules like a lot most of them actually all of them actually I, I do apply the same way um one of the things that i've learned is that when things are bad like the news and social media love to cling on to those just because they sell bad news sell yeah so be be careful with what you consume absolutely basically just because everything is that's being shown to you are bad doesn't mean that your life is bad yeah for right? sure yeah, because it can affect us like like crazy. So if you have that perspective, if you remember that, that it's really what you consume, right? Watch a bunch of sad movies and you'll be sad all the time, right? So it's kind of like that. But also, just last night, I was having a conversation with my sister who I haven't spoken to in like weeks. I, I really miss her. Aww. And I was like, yeah, I was like talking to her last night. And she was like, so how's your, um, how's your thing, your social media? I said... You know, I noticed that it's not growing and it's like, it's fine. I'm fine with it because back then I would be so bothered. Like, how come I'm not getting any followers? Like I would get um, like 1300 a week of new follows and then I would get 1200 of unfollows. So it's like a lot of like spam, Mm -hmm. right? And so I'm like, I think Facebook or Instagram is definitely prioritizing the new features like reels. And I don't do reels. And so it's pushing more content that's that that's related to that. But I'm like, I came to a point where where I used to worry about like my growth. Right. But then you really then I think about it like, okay, what was what's the point, though? Like all that effort and frustration and just like energy put into what towards like me growing to what end? Yeah. Right. Then I realized like nothing other than just me saying, look at how many followers I have. And then the restaurant owner be like, I don't bleep care. So don't it's care. like, yeah. yeah. So it's like, like, um, you know what? I think I've reached my audience, my core audience, and I will serve them as best as I can. And if it grows, I'll be happy. But if, if it doesn't, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? So I think being aware of, of your overall goal and plan is also really healthy. That way, like you said, on the weekends, I try not to even stay on it. I, focus on the family because these are the real people in my lives right chelsea's not a real person still i still don't believe that nope. but yeah it's <laughs> it's um you have to be thankful and grateful for the actual people that you you stay at home with and you see and you you talk to every day so don't um don't take that for granted i guess it's sure. one way and another yeah. thing that i do even when michael and i do need to talk on the weekends like i don't message him through instagram I do text because I like to stay away from it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's very helpful. Believe it or not. It's yeah. actually very helpful. Like you would think it would, it wouldn't be because it's like Instagram messaging is basically like text message, but just being in that platform, I don't like it. So if I have to talk about the podcast or I have a question for Michael, like I go to text message. Yeah. It's just, it's, I, I guess it's like kind of like when you're in a, in your office, right? When you're in the office, it's a different environment. So it's like work mode. Yeah. And Instagram yeah. for me is work. Like that's my yeah. job, 
you know yeah so that's that's happened too it's weird so yeah that that's a great topic chelsea thank you for um for sharing your thoughts and i thought i think this is like a a, a, this was a very fun conversation i I hope people enjoyed it yeah it was was lax it was like kind of taking it back to our prehistoric days of the podcast prehistoric days yeah i can't believe we're at episode 43 right it's almost been a year for us in april it will be a year you guys and i'm like what the heck did we talk about for the last 42 episodes i don't know apparently we had a lot to say so i guess i don't know like maybe they weren't all good but (laughs) we do have a little bit more to say in this episode though we have some news for you guys ah some news Ah. let me do that right now okay Wait, uh uh-oh, it didn't work. Oh, no, here we go. In today's news, we have why is Facebook creating their own version of Clubhouse? Ooh. (laughs) I'm basically a news anchor, if you were wondering. Um, So, Michael, how do you feel about that? The talk about Facebook creating their own version of Clubhouse and why does Facebook need to, why does Facebook think they always need to steal everything from other platforms? That's a good question. I think, well, first of all, Chelsea and I love Clubhouse. We do. We I'm love addicted to Clubhouse. Yeah. It's, it's like the like new podcast. Every day. It's how I start my day. Like legit, I drink my coffee and I listen to Clubhouse. Yeah. and But we, we listen to Clubhouse from a perspective of like really like trying to grow right mm-hmm. so we listen to people that we admire yeah their advices their it's not necessarily a, a time waster where it's just like a bunch of people at least the rooms that we go into yeah. it's not just um like let's talk about random things you it's know very, I, there are, there are a couple of rooms that like that but well, yeah. yeah but the ones that i'm in it's very informational it's people who are in the same space as us and they're just giving their tips and advice and things that you can do to grow your brand or things that you can do to grow on YouTube. It's, it's great. It's very, it's great. Yeah. I love it. it. So I think because of that, like people are going on clubhouse and just that whole feeling of it being so exclusive because you need an invite and all that stuff. And all these prominent figures are on it. Like Elon Musk, for example, it blew up after he, he (laughs) was there. And so was uh, Zuckerberg. Yeah. Zuckerberg. It's funny too, because Zuckerberg, obviously he owns Facebook. He's like, I'm going to go on Clubhouse. I think he was just, he was a plant, basically. He's just like, let me see what the enemy's doing. So yeah, I think that's now what they're doing. Steal it. Yeah, he's going to say, I mean, the same thing happened with Snapchat. Like they took it and they made it into Instagram stories. And now Reels is a is, is a bite off of um, TikTok. Yeah. yeah, so maybe they don't necessarily, at least the way I see it, they don't necessarily want to try to beat Clubhouse. I think what they want to do is they just want a piece of that pie. I think, so they're they, just, I think they want to stay relevant too. Like if yeah. something else is working for another platform, like they're like, oh, well, we have to do this. We have to capitalize on it. And as a content creator, yes, that's cool. But mm-hmm. also as a content creator, like <laughs> I like to stay original, you yeah. know, yeah. I, I don't know. Also, I don't want to sign up for another social God, media. Right? I am so <laughs> over it. <laughs> I'm know? so tired. I feel like Not my, true, my. Because I would sign you, up. <laughs> do, you, do you use the your phone's like apple's password management system my keychain saves all is a your keychain yeah yeah it's like i feel like my iphone's like another password <laughs> like how many accounts do you need i know yeah it's a 
but I, I, I feel like it's just that they, they, they're just trying to disrupt the market yeah. because it's, it's gaining so much traction. So they want to pick a piece of the, the pie and they were kind of successful with obliterating Snapchat. But the problem is I hope they don't incorporate that feature on Instagram because for God's sakes, Instagram, you have way too many features right now. Like I, I can't use it anymore. You know, I'm tired of using it. So, but don't ban me, please. But yeah, I mean, it's just uh, too much. As as much as it drives me nuts, like it, from a business standpoint, it's smart. It is smart. I mean, so we can understand why. I can understand why. Absolutely. Yeah. But Facebook is on the tippy top of my shit list. <laughs> so I will always have something to say about them doing anything because I don't like I, Facebook. I love how we hate we hate some of these social media platforms so much, but we still use it. I'm so on much. that stupid thing every day. Every day I'm on there, but I hate it. Yeah, I know. I do love the the, the new, fairly new marketplace feature on Facebook. I've actually sold and bought a couple of things through it. Yes, that is how yeah. I've sold anything that I've sold or got rid mm -hmm. of in the last two years or three years. It's Facebook Marketplace. Like oh. that's because Craigslist is like creepy. You know. Nobody, yeah, I know Craigslist is wants, now just really creepy. Nobody wants to deal with Craigslist anymore. Um, so yeah, it's, it's straight to Facebook Marketplace. And we actually got rid of our table last weekend. We just set it out in our driveway and I put it on Facebook Marketplace. I was like, free, come get it. Um, we're on Claudia. And it was gone in like three minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. My husband was Effective. so shocked. He's still talking about it. He's like, man, I can't believe that table went so fast. <laughs> we'll, like be, we'll be in a conversation about something else. He's like, can you believe that table went so fast? I'm like, okay, grandpa, like give it up. <laughs> you know how like older people, they keep yeah. bringing up the same thing. Like, the randomly? same thing over and over again. That's me. <laughs> yeah, James too. <laughs> that is me. Well, that's, uh, is that the news that we have for, for this week, Chelsea? It is. That is, um, that's all the news. I know we have a bit of a shout out and I'll let you do that because I've not personally worked with this company so I'll yeah so to, this week i just wanted to shout out uh home and hadfield they're, they're the ones that sent me that really nice watch um display box yes it's really really pretty i really genuinely enjoy it like when i'm looking at i was just telling chelsea this earlier i said watch people are kind of weird it's like i wish i could wear all of my watches but my arm isn't long enough yeah. so but I, cause I just want to see them. It's a piece of art for me. So I just want to see that. them. I want to look at them. Yeah. And so their watch box is just the prettiest thing. So definitely go check out their website. If you, uh, if you are into watches, because I think you will love it. And it's not just like a watch, a display box. It also has a little um, drawer. Yeah. And um, you can put like little stuff inside. So it's really cool. So that's pretty much uh, the shout out I have for this week. So thank you again, Holman Hadfield. I'll leave the link to their site in the description of this podcast or the show notes. Sounds great. Is that what it's called? Show notes? Show notes. Sure. Descri you know what I'm talking about. Is it not description? Is that exclusive to Instagram? I have no idea. Instagram or I am, I am so confused now with, with the way, but people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. It's, it's in the written text. It's in the written text. There you go. You'll find it. Yeah. Well, Michael, I think that is, that's a wrap for us today. I think so too. Yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, here we go. I'm just looking for our little, because I did not prepare myself for this little outro here. There you go. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We had a blast. Don't forget to 
follow us on Instagram, of course, but leave us um, some comments or reviews here on iTunes if that's where you're listening. Leave us some stars. And don't forget to uh, send in some questions if you have any questions, if you're a listener or something fun. I know Michael's kind of sad because we've not gotten any mail lately. So, we want some listener mail. So, Michael, send Michael his listener mail because he wants it. And Please. Michael, unless you have anything else to say, I guess we'll let these people go on with their lives. I'm just going to say that next time, I promise you, I'm going to fix this sound pad so that everything is is synced and ready and I'm not like fumbling through the controls. But I'm the soundboard guy and I'm also, I'm everything here. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not easy work. It's not. It is fun though. <laughs> we have a blast. Well, thank you guys once again for hanging out with your favorite coffee and pizza crew. And until next time, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Michael. Signing off. Bye. Bye.